Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 23, The Slaughter Rule from 2002. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Levi's Denim. Oh, you mean Levi's Denim? No, that's boyfriend material. Joe, before we get started, I have a really important question to ask you. Yes. You got that renegade pride? (laughs) I was messaging you while I was watching this, and I think that this movie should be nominated for a lot of categories. Best song, renegade pride. For sure. It should definitely be nominated. This is a movie that is... I guess about a coming-of-age story for a high school boy, Ryan Gosling. You love coming-of-age coming movies. Generally, yes, <laughs> that is true, generally. It's also a movie about a probably closeted gay man coming to terms with the fact that he's lived a lonely life. We can assume that that's what it's about. It doesn't really ever get confirmed, but yes. Well-acted by Gosling. Well-acted by David Morse, the coach. Clea Duvall as his sort of girlfriend is really good in this. Yep. Amy Adams in her one scene is adorable. Who's Where's Amy Adams at? I missed her. Amy Adams is the girlfriend of the captain of the high school football team. No way. So I, she's in I like one her. scene. And the in only the diner? Reason, yeah. The only reason I knew she was in this because I was looking at Letterboxd and she's fourth build, not because she's the fourth biggest role, but because she's actually a name. Yeah. And she just has, like, she doesn't have her red hair. She's got like really straight blonde hair. The fact that she doesn't have like her kind of normal wavy ish red hair sort of would have thrown me but i was sort of on vigilant lookout because there's not a lot of girls like not a lot of high school girls in this movie right nope it's kind of clea duvall and then that's sort of it even the one chick isn't a really a high school girl gosling's half a girlfriend she's not in high school she's a little bit older it seems like she's around his age but probably a little bit older she seems like she had maybe had just graduated or graduated a couple years earlier was working a job she's great i love clea duvall she's from veep she's from a lot of indie stuff i always get a little uncomfortable when i know that an actor is gay and they're forced into straight romances Oh, is she? Yeah, so her having to, like, make out, like, even though Gosling is beautiful, just like, oh, like, this is, acting is acting, but it's also like, oh boy, like, this, I, I sort of feel bad a little bit, you know what I mean? Do you feel bad when straight actors have to act gay? It's, it's the same thing, it's not like, I don't think one's better or worse, it's just, uh... I don't feel either way towards any of them, like, because I know that it's, like, it's a job, right? And sure. And if you, like, had to kiss a dude once for a scene in a movie, it's like, okay, like, that doesn't mean anything, so it's your job, you got paid, you got to check for it. It's also uncomfortable to just, like, have... You know, two straight actors or an actor exactly. actress making, yeah. making out too. Like all it's of it's no like, different. You know, it's no different than that, oh, right? Like there's a lot of married actors that like have to make out with a chick that's like not their wife, you know. But it's like it's a job. I think I always think about when I see a movie, you know, like say Gosling showing, you know, Ava Mendes, like, oh, let's let's check out this this football movie. No, not remember the Titans, the other one. And then he's just laying there making out with Clea Duvall. It's like, well, what is like Ava Mendes? Knows I don't think she's you an watch your own movies, <laughs> like you know. But but, but I, mean, I so get the say idea. Like, say at a premiere, right? Like the like, a world yes. premiere in Hollywood or whatever, you go, you bring your loved ones, you bring your family, whatever, you know, nude scenes, sex scenes, makeout scenes, whatever. It's got to be weird. Like, I guess you got to be okay with it, but I'm sure on some level, it's still always going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be a little weird. I agree. I think that it would be more weird to see, like, to have, like, your mom see your dick in a movie. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel weird about it because if anybody's seen your dick, it's your mom at some sure. point, right? Like, so she wouldn't be surprised by it, but it would be really awkward to have, like, your mom at a premiere, your dick be in the movie, and you'd be like, oh, like, shit. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it would be really weird. But the slaughter roll, I can't imagine this is going to be a wildly long episode because there's nah. not a lot that happens. Although, like you were saying, there is a lot of, there's a lot of wacky gosling things. Basically, everything so we have a category for for happens once like exactly <laughs> once in this movie you some of them multiple times but yes can we talk just like general overview of the plot because i feel like a lot of people haven't seen this or probably won't see this and you said you know coming of age story yeah so gosling is on the high school football team he's on a yes. jv football team and i guess due to lack of funding they cancel jv so there's only yep. varsity so gosling is just sort of like well i don't have anything to do and so he's just hanging out at this diner and david morse who's like this hustler paper you know, selling boy. newspapers doing yeah. whatever just trying to get by recruits him to a six-man football team. And it's this sort of independent league. The guy who runs the league also has a team. That's who they play at the very end. It's a six-man team. It's, you know, a little bit of, like, laterals and trick plays and busted plays, all this different stuff. And so Gosling sort of finds purpose in life, I guess, through this football team, through his new relationship with Clea Duval, who's the waitress or the bartender at and. this restaurant. Meanwhile, sort of having a father figure kind of for the first time in David Morse, and then their relationship gets strained, then sort of things come to a head, 
You know, he included Duval breakup, he and David Morris get into a fight, and in the end, things sort of kind of sort of a little bit work out. Yeah. And other stuff happens, like his best friend gets paralyzed in a football game. Like, it's just, there's things that happen, but like in terms of the Gosling stuff... That's kind of it. That's a good summary. Uh, yeah, I just want like a brief overview of what the movie's about. I'm not going to spoil it, but when we get to the letterbox game, this is the lowest number in a long time of people who have seen this movie. Okay. That there's a couple other movies. Like since we last recorded, I realized that one of these movies that I thought we could do, we can't do. Like I just can't find. I thought I could find, and I can't find. So there's going to be some I think that are even less seen than this one. But this one, nobody's seeking this one out unless you're like us. Or Montez, who has seen this movie because she saw every Ryan Gosling movie. And so I think that's kind of the only reason that you would go to see this movie. Or, like the one girl on Letterboxd that I saw, whose profile picture is Amy Adams, she gave this movie half a star and said at least Amy Adams looked cute in her one scene. And that was it. And I was like, Hmm. cool, okay, I get it. Yeah. This is kind of like, you know, if you do an Amy Adams podcast, like, I don't know if this is her first movie or not, but you're just like, it's like me and Mike doing Fast Times for Nicolas Cage, where he's on screen for 15 seconds across four scenes, has one line, and we talk about a whole, we do a whole podcast about it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. she's in this movie, but she's not really in the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't count her as in the movie. Yep. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite wacky thing that Gosling does or happens to Gosling in this movie, in terms of either the awards that we're going to do, or just in general? There's so much good for me. I think that him yelling during the woodcutting mm, yep. was was top tier. Really good, really good. Like, two people were fighting. His best friend and his best friend's, like, stepfather are fighting because they're chopping wood because they don't play football anymore. They got cut from the team. And his stepfather was going to pay them to chop the wood, but he's like, oh, no, you you stacked it all wrong. This is a health hazard. You have to do it all again. He and his stepson get into a fight as they're in the middle of the fight gosling just just screams for yeah. no reason and starts like just flailing an axe around <laughs> chopping at wood chopping at like carved bears like you know just yeah. regular wood and nice woods like oh boy yeah and i was like well played <laughs> like that's a really good it's it's a lot of what i look for in gosling in these movies he channeled pure rage at a really random part of the movie that he wasn't really involved in a fight with. So I was yeah. like, oh, cool. That was pretty much, that. I think that was top tier. Like, when I got to that point, I was like, oh, God, there's a lot going on here. I really like this. I want to give this movie credit for being maybe the most violent way that Ryan Gosling gets hit in the face. He, gets, he takes a oh. knee to the nose. Oh, Basically, yeah. like, looks like he busts his entire nose up, just has, like, a, a small little band-aid on for the rest of the movie. But, like, he takes a violent knee to the nose in a brawl fight, like, that's the scene where Amy Adams is there, she's obviously not fighting, but her boyfriend, I think, lands the knee to the nose of Ryan Gosling, I was like, oh boy, like, he's, even back then, getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, it's, it's punch in the face, like, I think that that should be considered for punch. Oh, sure, absolutely. Can we count? Okay. I also realized while watching this movie that we should have done, hey, Gaz, what's in your mouth? Because I feel like, especially recently, he's been having a lot of things, like, he had cigarettes in Murder by Numbers, here, he's got a toothpick, he's got alfalfa, you know, in Drive, he's got toothpicks. Like, I feel like, yeah. in addition to what's in his hands... Oral fixation type Oral thing fixation, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're in too deep now. We are and way in too deep. I don't know if you know her, I don't know if you've seen these movies, but his mom is played by Kelly Lynch from Roadhouse and Cocktail, so this big 80s actress. I've seen Roadhouse. I've definitely seen Cocktail, but never, like, paid attention to it, like, kind of, like, on-in-the-background type movie. Yep. I didn't notice that she was from those. That's cool, though. Yeah, she's barely in this movie. I think she's a flight attendant, and she just comes home, cooks, like, two weeks' worth of meals for Gosling. When his dad dies, yeah. Yep. And then he sees her at the end, which is yeah. which is a really weird part. I didn't get that. Well, one thing, like, his dad died, they think it's a suicide, but then Gosling at the end of the movie is like, maybe it wasn't a suicide, because I know he liked to jump on trains and just ride around. He thinks that might have been, like, he sort of has, like, this moment of realization... I don't know if that's true or not, but there's a, there's a line in the movie where the mom doesn't even show up to the dad's funeral because she says the divorce was a funeral enough for me. Like, she's been yeah. done with this relationship. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think this six-man football team yeah. is essentially like a dogfighting ring? In what way? It's an unscripted gambling event that's guised as a sport. I get that the kids are playing. It's a real sport. Yeah. But there's some shadiness to it. He kind of got thrown out of Texas. He has to pay to play the games. They're all kind of like coached or run by like these older guys like outside that kind of seem a little shady, right? So I think that it's more of like a gambling. And also when they win that game, he buys everybody dinner. 
Yeah. And, you know, he's a hustler, and he's not really, like, making a lot of money. I think that this is more of, like, a money scam. These people come together to play the, the things, and they're kind of gambling on them. I guess it could be that. I think there's also two other possibilities. Either, number one, it's just kind of washed-up guys that instead of doing, like, an adult softball league or something, they would rather coach young men and sort of finding young men who are sort of like them, the outcasts of society, the people sort of living on the fringe bringing them together and sort of shaping them into better people. I think that's sort of the most optimistic version. I think also maybe like the league dues or whatever money he pays, plus the extra money is to pay per game because he like got a kid killed or something. Like there's a weird vague subplot there. But I wonder if like the money goes toward that and like the winning team gets a little bit money. Like maybe it's not gambling, but it's just sort of like prize money. Ultimately, uh. this movie has zero interest in saying what that's all about. It's just yeah. like David Morris has been a fuck up his entire life. He has to pay money for this. When they don't show to a game, he's extra mad because I think he had to forfeit that money too. I don't know what the actual nefarious or genuine or whatever purpose is behind the games. I don't think it's necessarily shady because I feel like we would have seen a little bit more. Most are part of what you're saying that he's led this life that has sent him down this path, kicked out of Texas, up here in Montana, just trying to get by. This is the only way that he can sort of find something to like get you know to make him to bring him happiness. I don't, I don't know. It, fe- it felt like it was like a weird underground kind of gambling ring type situation to me. I just feel like most of the people in the crowd just seem like local townspeople. Like it doesn't seem like they were like yeah, degenerates. Yeah, but but you're, the crowd doesn't need to be degenerates to be like these towns aren't even big enough to have high school teams, right? Like the, you know what I mean? Like the teams that they were playing weren't even in areas that looked like they had a high school nearby. Well, there's the high school team. There is, but I mean, you have to remember that this is the fucking, what is it, like the breadbasket, right? Like, maybe there is a high school nearby, but that might be 30 minutes away. So if you can see a game down the street in, you know, Old Man Simmons Farm, you would still go because it's the only thing happening in your town that day that you don't have to, like, go drive to. Get what yeah, I'm but saying? I also, I'm also guessing that, like, these teams that they're playing are not all from this town. Like, I feel like if, if the district, like, the actual, like, there's the actual high school football team, and say, like, they are playing eight teams within, like, three mile, or three hours, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, the greater Montana area. To some extent, these other teams that the Gosling football team, the six-man team are playing, are probably from that same general area. It's not going to be, there's not going to be just 36 or 42 guys or whatever who are all just in this local town i don't think like it feels like there's probably 50 people in the town that's true but you have to remember like everybody on goss's team are kind of from his like little town exactly which is what i'm saying like that's sort of like that's their local team and then say the next town over which is half an hour 45 minutes away has an actual high school team but also has one of these teams of like sort of the the scrubs or the roundabout, or you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it could be like that. Like, the high school area is going to be, like, a bigger area. This is, like, the small subset of the town. You know what I mean? Like, you might have, like, a a town, in quotation marks, is, like, the big place, where I'm sure, like, all the kids kind of get bused to school and go to school in one town, but each little town is going to have a team of the misfits that are six people. Yeah, maybe. So, like, they might all play in, like, one town, but if you don't live in that town, you're not going to see the high school football games unless you, like, make the 30-minute drive to go there and meet right. at the high school thing. So, But if you can have it in your town, which, you know, is going to be really small, this is why the crowds are so small. And this is why I think that it's also a gambling thing, because, like, some of these other teams have, like, uniforms and stuff. And if you're well, doing they have uniforms, this, like, they're, they're homemade uniforms, like... David Morse paints the helmets and gets the uniforms. Like, I think they have they have actual uniforms. Yeah, but as I'm saying, like, you, like, if you're, like, a Sunday league or a beer league for hockey or something, you're not going to be the same. It, there has to be something going on behind the scenes here. Like, there's no way that these kids, like, all come out, they play, they have, like, real equipment and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I have to feel, I feel like there's an additional motivation behind it. I don't it. know. I also feel like it's just hand-me-down. Like, it's, it looks like Little League, right? Like, it's like he's yeah. just carrying those two big duffel bags. Like, this is, I think to me, this was clearly, like, the same helmets, the same jerseys that have been used every year. This year, they're the red team. Like, at the beginning of the movie, we see David Morse, like, peeling the orange tape off the helmet, repainting it red, new team, new year, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think also this is maybe, and I don't know, this is something that we just talked about on an episode of Too Fast, Too Forever we just recorded, you know, Nick Burris in terms of where he grew up in rural. I just feel like maybe, like, the rural aspect of it is a little bit different, and I'm sort of more, like, I think this is more normal as opposed to, like, kind of outsidery weird from your perspective a little bit. You know what I mean? I definitely don't know how normal it is and if the undertones are something that, like, I'm making up in my head or not because 
I didn't grow up here to know if it seems normal or not. So the movie makes no attempts to really hide like weird underbellies, but it also doesn't really truly accentuate that. Like it feels like the town is pretty normal. It's just like David Morris has a dark past. Like I feel like if the movie wanted to be super weird and super dark, it would have done that. And I feel the fact that they don't. And I also think the bigger story here is that the movie doesn't care about that. Like, that's not the story no, it's telling or trying to tell. It's just, all. it's about two guys, and that's it. Like, father-son relationship, kind of, but they're both kind of messed up in different ways. Yeah, yeah, fair. At one point in this movie, Ryan Gosling howls like a wolf, which I liked. Oh my god, yes, yes. When he just starts howling, just David like... Morse calls him an alpha wolf, which, of course, you know, double alpha wolf. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought, too. Yep. Gosling wears jersey number nine, which I wonder... I was trying to think if there's something... Because now we're, that we're really rocketing toward the end of Boyfriend Material, and we still don't quite have a name for the awards, like the actual award, like the Zephys or whatever. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like, something there, and so I'm just kind of picking up on all that. I still don't have one, but I was just thinking, like, you know, number nine, the red jerseys, whatever... So my, my brain's in overdrive right now trying to figure out what we can call the awards. I don't know. We, we'll find something. We always do. What else happens to this movie that uh, is kind of crazy? Gosling calls David Morris a crying little pussy at the end? There's a lot of um, hyper-aggressive ribbing. They use very real high school words that would have been time-appropriate at the time, but it was very jarring to me to hear them. Like, there's, like, lots of people, you know, calling other people pussies. They literally have a dick-measuring contest in this movie. That's one of the first scenes that I wrote down that Gosling walks in as they're, like, they're just sort of, like, it's some kind of, like, ritualistic dance before they pull out their dicks and see who's bigger or whatever. No, they're trying to, they're trying they're to get hard. Jerking off, yeah, okay. They're trying to get hard so that they can measure boner size. Gosling walks in and says, I don't need to circle jerk to long dick you, just ask your girlfriend. I was like, exactly. oh, shit. And the guy kind of comes back with, like, a half-assed, uh, ask your mom, whatever, about me it's like well i mean gosling just sort of like he said the same thing basically just instead of girlfriend he said mom it's really weird but it feels right (laughs) right like it feels like a high school football team like it's not like out of place for the movie situation right it's just like i personally haven't been in high school in a very long time like hearing it i was like oh weird I, get, I don't watch a lot of movies where they're, like, realistically, like, high school like that anymore, you know? So I'm like, oh, very, very strange. Like, all the movies that come out now that we watch that are, like, coming-of-age tales, they're in high school now. Well, just, high school's just, a little yeah, bit kid, more woke. Yeah, kids are different now. Like, it, exactly. It's so wildly different. But I, I know that Brian runs into this on High School Summer Party a lot. We're just like, oh, like this is something. I mean, we even, you know, in the early Fast and Furious movies, a little bit different. But in terms of the high school stuff, like Brian has run into it a bunch. His podcast, just watching older movies or like having friends of his tell stories about their high school experience because it was a different time. Not that yep. it was right back then, but it was accepted for whatever reason. Yep. You know, the same thing at the end here when Gosling storms off the field. He says, "You're a sorry ass queer. I'm sick of it. I'm sick yep. of your bullshit." And it's like, well, okay, like just publicly calling out, you know, what we 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 assume that David Morse is gay, but we don't know. And him just in, in front of his entire team, in front of the other team, in front of whoever's there, it's like it just it, it's male, it's misplaced male aggression, but it's still shocking to hear. Yeah, I noticed that a lot. I was trying to think of what else were some of the weird moments. So, so generally though, did you didn't like this movie, right? I think this is in the ballpark of Leland. I think it's another movie that I'm not going to watch again. Leland, I really didn't get. Like, that I think was it's not less less well made than Leland, but I think it's well acted about on par it's just that this is a little bit crazier like there's a lot more there's more fun things happening but i think of the two i think leland is a slightly better movie and it's gonna be weird to watch them back to back watch remember the titans and then this because this is like a dark indie remember the titans it makes sense that it's almost the same thing but there's so much more zaniness here that I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I found it really appealing. Like, it kept me on my toes. Sometimes, like, I drift. Like, in Leland, like, there was so much of, like, nothing really happening and Goss playing a weird character and stuff. Whereas, like, in this, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I can get into this. And, like, I kept, like, I was really zoned in on the movie because I didn't know what wild turn it would take. You know, like, we go from, like, him being a rancher to football to dick measuring. Yeah, I feel like that's true for the first, like, 45 minutes, and then the movie stops. It just settles into what it is. And that's what I was saying, you know, I was doing work a little bit while I was watching the movie, 
and my boss asked me to do something, and I paused this so I could do the work, and I was glad that I did, because I was really losing steam. Like, I feel like the first half hour, 45 minutes... It's, for me, it was into an hour until they get to the point where he hugs him, and it gets weird. So there's two scenes between Gosling and David Morse, and that's the second one, that I was like, these are very long scenes. There's the one scene where he's recruiting, where David Morse is recruiting him to join the team, and they're in the diner. They're not in the bar where Clea Duvall works. So they're in the diner, and Clea Duvall's there with some guy who's like not treating her well or whatever, and he leaves, and she's there sort of sad. And Gosling, it's like this, it's probably like an eight or ten minute scene, and David Morse is basically pitching like, you know, you'll be the future, you'll be our star, I can't do the team without you, you're yeah. my guy. And it's this incredibly long scene, and it's so well done. And they're both so good. Yep, Gosling's I really in that, like you know, the scene too. Optimistic, sheepish sort of way that he is. And I was like, this is great. This is really good. And then, and I know this is sort of the, the tonal twist, but I think by the end of the movie, where they're in that, like, what I was calling the music room, because there's the records hanging on the wall. That's not even the end. That's halfway. That's the halfway point. Well, yeah. It's that scene where he's like, try to get by me, try to get by me, and then he grabs Gosling. I'm like, oh, this is another like eight or ten minute scene, and I can't wait to leave this because not only is it uncomfortable, but it's just feels like this predatory. feels too long. Like it's just not, it's not well put together. Like it's just too no, much. I disagree. I, it didn't feel too long for me. It felt awkward because it was predatory. Because like you could see that Gosling knew that he was trying to. He wanted to have a real relationship with him, and that's what Gosling is like freaked out about. And they know that this is the dance that they're playing in this moment. The coach still goes through with it. Well, later in the movie, he grabs Gosling's junk when they're on the football field. Like, it's just like, what is happening? Well, that was like, that was a more, that I is know, that more was more realistic. motivational than sexual, but it's still like, what is, I don't know why this is happening. Well, he was like, hey, if you want a big dicket, here we go. Grab him <sighs> by the balls. Like, we're going to fucking do this. And that's a different thing than if, you know, he was like in the room alone with him and was like, come on, try to wrestle me. And he's like, men wrestle. It was an extension of that, and it was like a response to that. Like, he did it only because of the first scene where Gosling's like, that's on the field. That's not like, they don't just like hang out at home and wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's extra weird coming after the fact that he had just said, that David Morrison just said, like, he had never kissed a woman. He's like, you know, 50 years old or whatever. He's never been with a woman. He's like, whores don't count. I'm like, what? what is he saying here? And that's his, like, I think that's his coming out. Like, you know... I'm this sort of sad case of a man. I don't know if he's extra predatory in that he's doing these, and it feels kind of like he might be, that he's coaching these teams to hopefully find he's his next... Them. Right. And so there was the guy on the boat who died, who the boat sank. He's like, well, what were you doing on the boat? Like, we don't know, but it feels like that's sort of the next step for Gosling. It's like, if things didn't break bad in the way that they would, he would take Gosling out somewhere and then try to really put the moves on him. Like, I think he starts that in the room, try to get by me and real men wrestle, but man. Yeah, and it's weird that he picks a kid whose specifically his father died, so he's like lacking a figure, you know what I mean? It's very, very predatory. It seemed like a wacky zany movie, but there was like a lot of deep complexity to it, and that's what like really made me be like, oh shit, this was like very interesting. I think it's really well acted by the two people, and I think that there's nothing else, like, nothing else, of, there's any, there's no other consequence in the movie. Like, I think it's what? it's just a character study of the two of them, and that's it. Like, I don't think there's any kind of complexity, I don't think there's kind of anything interesting I think outside of their very, relationship. That's a very complex thing to think about, though, right? You have a kid who lost his father, a guy comes in who, who plays a father figure to him, so he wants this relationship. That guy is closeted and wants a different kind of relationship and then Gosling also has to contend with this through being in love with a girl you know is a little bit older and a little bit different path you see all these juxtapositions where like he has to like when he leaves these weird situations with the coach then he has to like go back to the girlfriend and like be manly right the coach is kind of forcing him to be more manly because he's like questioning what's going on inside him i think it's a very deep like weird complex movie i don't think it's anything that i really haven't seen before i feel like That's i've fair. seen this That's kind of story fair. Yes. like i think it's a kind of a well it's just like um, let's go swimming right it's a different version of of that movie. What's that movie called? Call Me By Your Name with your voice Call in me. the Chalamet. It's a way more low budget, way less beautiful, same kind of relationship dynamic. But it's not, though, because that's about a young boy coming of age and realizing he's gay or knowing he's gay and sort of looking for that companion. Gosling's not looking for, like, a sexual partner no, with David Morris. he's not. This is, like, a, an uncomfortable, predatory version 
a low-budget yes. indie version that's dirtier and greasier and not as interesting as that. Like, I think there's, again, a relationship between a younger man and an older man, but it's not at all. Like, I think it's it's similar. Like, it would be in, in a Venn diagram, it's like a little overlap, but not much. But you said it's nothing you haven't seen before, so, like, where have you seen this dynamic? I don't know, but it just didn't before? feel new. It doesn't feel new, but I've never seen it before. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was kind of hoping that we'd just have more of a... Sp- Sports movie. I guess we're gonna get that with Remember the Titans. I don't know. Yeah. Like I just I think that what it wound up being, it could have been better. I feel like it just doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's a it's a small budget indie. I movie. just can't believe that you're defending this as much as you are. I really liked it. It it like struck a chord with me somehow. Really, I don't know. this is like in my this is for sure my bottom five so far. Oh no no no! I really this was a pleasant surprise for me. I liked how zany it was, but I also liked the deepness of it. I liked thinking about like all of this weird relationship stuff, the predatory aspect. Gus doesn't put like if he really didn't want this, he would break off the coach relationship with him. Like he would stop going to. But the what games else would he do? Stuff. Like he would just. I feel like in this town. If he does not do this football yeah. thing, he would just become a drunk and just sort of, you know, slowly die. And that's die. very interesting. Like, his options are, like, deal with a predator or do nothing. I don't think that's interesting. I think that's <sighs> sad. It is. It's sad, but it's interesting. Like, I've never been in a small town where there's nothing to do. So it's it's like a looking in for me. I'm like, what would I do in this situation, right? It's like, I got kicked off the football team, but then he, like, he likes him enough. Now he's, like, kind of indebted to him in the sense that he's, like okay, I won't go back to the football team when they offer me my spot back, which he should have taken, right? That's his, like, real out. So if he, like, doesn't like this relationship, he's, he would have taken that. And he doesn't even pressure him. Like, the coach is there, and he's like, yeah, man, like, you decide. It's very strange to me, but I was like, it made me think harder than I thought that I would have to about this movie. The movie has overall pretty good reviews. It has a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty solid, yeah. 5.9 average rating. It was nominated for the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance, which is where it premiered. But the reviews, New York Times said, praise the performances of Gosling and Morris, but opine that the film is, quote, confused and, quote, doesn't have much dramatic momentum. The Los Angeles Times praised the cinematography, but wrote the film has a virtue of sincerity. The quote, the story is, quote, over-explained. Joe Layden claimed the script, quote, plays like a first draft. And then someone else said that they, they, the, the brothers who made this have made, quote, an astonishingly good first feature. Like, I just feel like there's kernels of an idea here that are good, it's but they're not thin. fleshed out. It's not interesting. Yeah. It's not developed enough to warrant deep thought. Like, I think it's just like, oh, that's a thing. And I think that it's not crafted enough, finely crafted enough to be in a place where I'm interested by it. I'm like, I see what they're going for, and I don't think that they, su- I don't think that they succeeded. I think that they could have worked it out, like they could have sussed it out better, but I think that the the foundational ideas in it, I do think it's spread a little thin. It's kind of surface deep on the movie thing, but I know what I was looking for in it made it better for me. Yeah, and if you that's didn't, fair. If you didn't, if you didn't dig under internally... I just don't that, think there's enough to dig under. I think that's yeah, my problem. That's there's fine. not there's not enough actual intertwining stuff. I think that this is a it's a it's all about one relationship, and even the Gosling Clea Duval stuff feels like an afterthought. Well, that's every relationship an that he has that's not with David Morse feels like an afterthought. It is, and I think yep, if there was more complexity in literally any other part of the movie, it would work better. But I think that because the whole movie rests on this one relationship between the two characters, for as well acted as it is. It's not enough. Yeah, that, yeah. So I thought that, I like, I really dug the like how much that specific relationship made me think, though. So I wasn't, I didn't feel like slighted on like the relationship between him and his friend, because you know, like you have like this whole sub story about him and his friend and his stepfather beats him, right? And it's like we just talk about that once, and nobody really cares about it. You have a story about her leaving. And like that doesn't really matter either. Like we don't get anywhere there. I just feel like in, in in those regards, you know, his his best friend is Native American, and there's this whole thing with the one of the teams they play is has like this ritualistic, it's sort of like their version of the haka before they play football. And I feel it's his like cousin's team, yeah. It doesn't feel real. Like it's just like oh, this is a thing that happens, but they don't care about it. It's just like oh, this is part of our world, but it doesn't feel like authentic. It just feels like oh, that's another thing that's happening. You know, I don't want to just take the words of that one review, but it sort of does feel like a first draft where it's just like, That's, there's a yeah. lot of interesting ideas here. It's just not, nothing here is really engaging me. And I don't think it's bad. Like I don't think it's poorly made. I don't think it's not interesting. It's definitely like a first movie. It's definitely like an indie film. It's definitely like an early draft of this. Those things, I, like I saw this as I'm going through and I'm like, 
okay, and I just forgave all of those. Yeah. Like, they, it wasn't bad enough for me to be, like, hung up on it. So that's why I was, like, I didn't even think about it beyond that. Like, I know that these early movies are going to be a real hit or miss, and I think that this is not necessarily a miss, but I don't think it, definitely don't think it's a hit. I think it's in the middle, and I know that Gosling is going to be less and less in these movies, but I'm just sort of hoping yeah. that the movie itself will be better or more engaging or more interesting, and it just, it didn't, this one didn't work for me. It's totally fine. Like, I don't think that this is a movie for everyone, and I wouldn't tell people to watch this movie. And also, a lot of the time, like, my perspective on the movie is how surprised I am that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not that it was necessarily good, but that, like, I'm like, wow, this made me feel some type of way. Sure. Like, Leland, I just, like, I wasn't in it. Yep. So, like, it meant nothing to me. This was like, I want my time back. Yep. Nothing could be relatable, to, like, or make me even consider thinking about anything in that movie. This movie was like, wow. Like, I was thinking about it a little bit. I was questioning it. I was like, Ben, what would you do in this situation? How would you feel? How would I feel? And and that's what got me. I got it. We got a great scene that I never knew that I needed. Gosling getting a girl's phone number on his stomach. Oh, and then it goes away. He loses the girl. I mean, he gets the girl eventually, but he's like, oh, I got it right here. And he's like, oh, man, it's gone. And then he's, like, sad about it, but it's also a small town, and you know where she works. So, yeah. like, just go back. You know what I mean? Like, well, he's then like, he goes oh, back, fuck. and I think she's pissed because he didn't call her. And he's like, you know, you told me the problem. Let's how to fix it. And, like, like, I also feel like, you know, it's either, like, that douchebag guy that we don't even know what we, what was going on, but that didn't treat her well, or this handsome young kid. Like, it just, of course, is going to be Gosling. You know, and it's not like he chose not to call her. Yeah, exactly. Just, if it, you it, don't write on skin if he expected to stay or stick around. With lipstick <laughs> yeah. under a shirt. It's not going to work out very well. Great punch in the face. Lots of yelling. The song is amazing. Gosling punches someone else. I, Gosling is, like, semi-responsible for, like, many deaths in this movie. In what way? Everyone around him keeps dying, like his dad. Well, who else dies? The coach's best friend. His best friend almost dies on the football field because he's, like, big dick in it, right? Yeah. And he's, like, trying to kill everyone. And then third, the coach almost dies when he, like, leaves him outside in the fucking freezing cold. And Yeah, I think the first two are not Gosling's fault. Like, I think the dad didn't kill himself because of Gosling. No. I think the dad was just whatever. I think he's just, he's just around death a lot. He's tangential to all of these deaths. Yeah. And I think that Floyd is not necessarily no. his fault either. I can see kind of that he led to, it was the accident where he, you know, his friend got paralyzed or almost paralyzed or at least injured yeah. or whatever. And then him storming off and then, you know, just sort of knowing that David Morse is going to be mentally unstable and him storming off. I can see where that sort of is kind of sort of his fault. But I can see he's, he's definitely surrounded by like serious shit. But also that feels... Like, that's another reason why it feels less real. Because like, it's like, how much craziness is going to happen in this kid's life over two months? You know what I mean? Like, uh, just... it, no, it makes sense. Shit happens, man. It wasn't too much. It wasn't over the top for me to be like, this guy fell asleep in his car, he lived in his car. This guy has heart problems, and he leaves him outside in the cold. The kid gets hurt during football, and his dad died. Unrelated things, you have a bad fucking string for a couple weeks. Man, I will, I will never get over how much you're defending this movie. But go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, re- I did like it. I liked it. The one problem I had with the movie, the acting at the end when he's chasing after him in the car, and like his reaction after he punches him, he's like, "Come on, help an old man up." He goes real soft, and he's like, "Look, I'm laughing. It's okay. Like I get it." He sells himself really, really hard. And at that point, I'm like, I don't... Like, I wish they would just not have shown that. I wish it would have been like... He'd have been like, help, come on, man, help me up. And he'd have been like, nah, and just left. And, like, we wouldn't have gotten the chase scene where he runs after the vehicle, like, come on, ride me home, ride me home, ride me home. Like, it was just, like, very pathetic. And I was like, oh, God, I don't like that. It fits into it, it, but that was, like, a part that I really didn't like. So you didn't like it because you wanted to root for the coach, or because why? No, just because it was, like, it was really pathetic... And that's a very vulnerable moment, but I don't think that it was acted as vulnerably as it should be. Okay. Just, like, how it played out, like, him chasing after the car type thing. Like, we could have done, like, a cutscene, he's back, he's, like, at Gosling's house sometime, and Gosling slams a door at him. Or, like, you know what I mean? He he sees him at the diner again. I think just budget-wise, it was easier just to, like, shoot it in that one scene. Like, I would have liked it to be in a different place. Okay. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. That was, like, one of my only qualms with, like, the actual filmmaking of the film. I was just like, that part took me out just a little bit at the end, and I was like, uh And then, like, he goes back for him. He saves him. He should have died there. And then it would have been like, whew. Like, that would have been a good ending. Okay. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, so, like, that last, like, five minutes of the movie, I'm like, 
you lost me a little bit. After the, after he punches him in the face, if it would have just like he, you know, you see him in the in the woods and he's just like or in the field and he just like is dead, and then Gosling would be like get a let get like a letter like oh you know this guy died or he comes into the diner and he's like where's the there's a new paper guy that would have been great right like yeah. he comes into the diner and this guy's like hey selling the paper and he'd have been like where's whatever his name is and he's like didn't you hear he died and then like the movie ends it would have been like woo guess i don't know i was i was gone by that point yeah, it's okay so this movie also been I mean, this is clearly an indie movie budget of $500,000 which feels about right yeah 13,000 in theaters so like i don't Yuck. know i think Nobody it was just saw one of those this. yeah exactly so we can't do the trailer today because the trailer is just the first few minutes. What we found on YouTube as a trailer is just the first few minutes of the movie, and that's not interesting to hear us talk about. So let's instead ask, hey, guys, what's in your hands? What's in your hands, guys? A football. football. Damn it. We said it at the same time, Jinx. Helmet. Um, a horse. Mm-hmm. The horse rain. Yeah, a rock when he tries to kill the deer. But doesn't. You know, he's got a lot of people in his hands. He's got. He's trying to help up Floyd. He's trying to help yes. up David Morris. He's trying to help up Clea Duvall, or you know, he's having sex with Clea Duvall. He, has, he hands her the condom. After he comes Ooh. too quick, we have we have two, yeah, yes, an axe mm-hmm. and also a needle. The diabetes he, needle, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, diabetes him beers. He has beers in his hands and the ditch drink, which is whiskey, water, and ice. Which I never heard of that term before. I've never heard of that either. I was very confused by it. And what was the other drink? It was called a cowboy. But do you know what it was in it? I think they just said like all I heard was milk. It's something with milk in it. Ugh. Doesn't I mean, milk's good, good in a white Russian, but I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm assuming if it's called a cowboy, it's like bourbon and milk, and I don't want those two things ever together. So yeah, I would agree. I'll have to ask Rachel what the what a cowboy is, or or if she knows what a ditch is. They go ice fishing at one point, so he's probably got a fishing reel in his hands. Records. He's holding the records. Little music. Mm-hmm. Soap. The scene with the kid washing his helmet the outside of it in the shower was so brilliantly weird. I don't even think I saw that. I must have missed that one. Oh, you did? Okay, down. so after they win the game, they're in the shower, and the shower pans Is from... this the scene where, the, where David Morse comes in with dinner for them? Yes. Okay, so I, I know what scene so you're talking about. Okay. It pans from Goss in the... His Native American friend. Also, by the way, I just want to say that that dude has been in like a ton of stuff. Like he's a really good really? actor. He's been in Longmire. Uh, he was in Hell on Wheels. He's been in a ton of stuff, especially recently. That guy's a, a real solid actor. Interesting. So this okay. movie has a couple people. Like David Morse has been in a bunch of things. Amy Adams, obviously, Clea Duvall. Like this is a well cast movie. I just wish that the script was a little bit more developed. Anyway, continue. It, and then it pans from that way. It goes to the the other shower, right, like on the other side. And there's there's one of the linemen who's in the shower shampooing just the helmet. He has the helmet on, and he's just like shampooing the outside of the helmet, That's like funny. he's getting a shower, but he's just still wear. He's like naked. It's not like he's like in full uniform. It's just the helmet, and he's just like shampooing the top of the helmet. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. There was like lots of little moments in this movie like that that I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know if it was the people who made the movie or like the actors or like the low. You know what I mean? Because like if you're like dealing with like low budget actors and you're like go take a shower and then the dude's like in the shower like with this helmet on you'd be like fucking leave it like yeah. that sounds good yeah no i looked at the rest of my notes i don't know if i have anything else that was in his hands do you no not that i can think of right now unfortunately we cannot play the google game i looked at ryan gosling slaughter rule slaughter rule not. ryan gosling there's yeah. nothing there so let us play the letterbox game i told you before are, do, are we gonna do letterbox and then most and least boyfriend material moments it's always after okay sorry that's why i just forgot the order for reference sake mad max fury road has been seen by 388,000 people the slaughter rule 2002 directed by andrew j smith and alex smith starring ryan gosling david morse Cleo Duval Amy Adams has been seen by how many people? Average rating, 2.8. I feel like it was a 2.9, I think, and I gave it a 2.5, and, and I think it dropped. So, like, it's not it's not that few, like, where it's, like, that significant, but, like, I feel like I think I saw it go down a tenth of a point, so. With that hint and the hint that you gave me that it made $12,000 at the box office, I'm going to guess this movie was seen by i will give you one other maybe little hint i think the latest gosling movie we've ever seen or no, i mean sorry the latest zeth movie we ever saw i think was about 120 like i think the derby stallion or miracle run one of those was like 120 so even those movies that like literally no one has seen there's yeah a, there's a somewhat of a base yeah i was gonna go 1253 way lower uh let's go 330 higher oh 575 561 Almost nobody. How many people have it in their top four? Zero. Correct. How many people gave it five stars? Mm, um, it's a number higher than zero. It's a, it's a positive integer. Yeah, I would 
say it's it has to still be low. I'm gonna say three, four. Okay. None of them, like, they're all, like, weird-ass movies. One person has two Nightmare on Elm Street movies in their top four. Like, it is the weirdest batch of movies, some of which I've never even heard of. So we definitely can't play that part of the game. Um, oh, sorry. It is wild. Okay, Fire-ass titles. If we are renaming this in the high school musical style, the most simple baseline, it is what it is, what Ooh. do you think the slaughter rule? I'm going to call it closeted. That was a good one. And I was thinking along the same lines, but football-y, the locker room. Hmm. Father, uh, like either family bonding or father son. Father figure. Just with uh, the the George Michael song. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Daddy issues. And on the theme of like Nebraska, we could do um, Montana. I will take a title of a Lost episode. Episode Ooh. from Lost. All the best cowboys have daddy issues. Whoa. Right. It's oddly specific. Right. I think it was an episode about Sawyer and Jack, which of course because they're Ooh. the same person. How about this? The Rhinestone Cowboy. Ooh, there's one yeah. scene where, like, I just, it's something that I've seen him do a lot, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but when David Morse is introducing everyone on the team, and he's like, this guy hanging over here, or hiding over here, is our quarterback, and he takes Gosling's hood off, and Gosling, like, very sheepishly, like, brushes out his hair with his hands, yes. and just, like, has, like, this, like, mischievous, like, sweet look on his face, so I was like, Smirk, oh, yeah. he's been crushing everything, like, in terms of likability, that one face, like, will get him every part get him laid like it's just this one face he does where i'm like oh he looks like the most innocent sweet boy that i've ever seen and he yeah. still looks like ryan gosling yep what other fire ass titles the quarterback six man Ooh, i like that yeah something maybe newspaper related like headlines or Ooh. making the cut or the back page Ooh, okay yeah. Let's see if we can come up with one or two more. Ditch. Studebaker. Diabetes. <laughs> Flight attendants. Let's talk about the most and least boyfriend material moments in this movie. I got a glaring one. What's your most boyfriend material moment? So easy. When he comes up to her when she ha- when she's leaving and she's waiting for the bus. We, she, we know she has a bus ticket. They talk. She goes, I know you called me last night, but I was home and I didn't answer. And he's like... Huh, like confused, right? Like kind of taken aback. He's confused. Yeah. And she goes, some kind of support I am. And he goes, I didn't want the support. I wanted you. Ooh. Yeah. Or he says something like, maybe I don't want the support. And I was just like, it's so smooth. He's so dedicated that he like, is like, don't leave. He comes to chase her down. That whole scene, top boyfriend material moment. I'm going to go with... Just the first thing that popped in my head when I saw him walking a horse, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but like there's so horses. many online dating profiles where girls are just like, oh, they're like on their horse, they love their horses. Oh, you were right. I was right. Okay, wow. In that moment, yeah, it's like, oh, this is the dream for a lot of a lot of young women, gossing with a horse. Just that image alone. Damn. Yeah. Now it's the least boyfriend trouble. There's a lot of there's a lot of as we we're saying destructive, reckless behavior that he does here. What is the least boyfriend material moment in this movie? I would say this is something that spun on me a little bit when he's when she's just peeing, and he's like, "Can you shut the door?" Mm. I do think that's a little weird. I mean, it's a little aggressive on his part, but him—they don't really know each other. Like, they're just on their second date, maybe or whatever, and they have sex. But she's like, "Oh, you know me well enough to fuck me, but not to watch me pee." I'm like, oh, I, "It's a different level of intimacy, I think." For me, it's not. And like, I've had this conversation with like a lot of people. I think once you've actually had sex with someone, I mean, that's it. Like, anything else that, like, happens... So she's there taking a dump. You're okay with that, too? I would say shut the door. That's for your own sake. More than, like, I don't think that there's anything, like, if she needed to pee, like, you've already, like... I do think that there is... It's more on her, and if she's comfortable with it, it should be kind of up to her. But at the same point, like, I don't think it's wildly out of line for him to be, like, not necessarily to be... Hey, shut the door! But like, are you like, are, are are we like at this point already? Like, I think he's just questioning, like, what is happening here? No, it seemed more like he was like, hey, it was like, shut the door, come on, dummy, like, this is what you do. And I was just like, you, once you've been there, you've 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 seen it. Like this, this is something that doesn't bother me. So I was like, stop being a weirdo, man. Like, you can't tell her you want to have sex with her and then be like, and like have her take the condom off and go throw it in the bathroom for you and then be like, shut the door when you pee. Like, you can't backtrack here, is what I'm saying. That's fair. I'm going to go with something we talked about before, which is him putting himself sort of above the team, getting reckless and causing his teammate basically to get injured. Like he just sort of, you know, he goes 
goes ham a little ham at the end there. Yeah. And, you know, leads He's thrown widowmakers. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Joe, you said in this movie, your guest from last week, Gosling's a butcher's apprentice. His father's a butcher. Gosling's eighteen. One day he'll take over the butcher shop. His father tells him there's one thing he'll tell him before he gives the shop to him. He's too young. On his deathbed, his father tells him the slaughter rule. Always say a prayer before you have to slaughter them to thank them. Don't waste any parts. His father dies. He gets the shop. Later, Gosling has a son. He says, one day you'll be a butcher like your grandfather was, like I am. One day you'll know the slaughter rule. So then the butcher shop is a front. He grinds people up and puts them in the sausages. <laughs> His father was a murderer, too. <laughs> you messaged me when you were watching this. You're like, I can't believe how much closer my guess is than yours. And I was like, well, it, I, I was. I didn't guess. None of that is close. It's very close. In His what father's world? on his deathbed. No, his father they're is ranchers. dead before the movie starts. They're ranchers, which is like the, the pre-step to butcher. That's it's essentially the same true. thing. It's very close. I'm not even going to entertain the possibility. Even though this game means nothing, I'm not going to even entertain the possibility of partial credit because it's it's crazy. Ranchers and butchers. The ranchers grow the cows. The butchers kill the cows. And they even have a scene where he's like, he almost kills the deer. He's on a horse. And he says, oh, no, I didn't have goats on my farm or something like that. No, he says, the coach says to him, you raise the pig and then you kill it. That's So you're essentially boy. saying that, like, if Gosling was working at a supermarket and he was stocking the shelves with milk and then we with see meat. someone buy the milk. No, I'm just saying, separate analogy. See someone buy the milk and then goes home and makes this beautiful meal. You're saying because Gosling is working at a supermarket, he's a chef? No. You're saying one thing leads to the other. You're saying, saying the rancher provides the meat to the butcher, who then butchers it. It's in the same wheelhouse, man. I think grocery store is more retail, and that's where you're oh getting it wrong. Oh, my God. Okay. But I think, I think working... Congratulations animals... on your correct guess. I am so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm just saying that, like, for me making wild, stupid guesses, always guessing based on the title, I, I thought there'd be nothing near slaughtering in this movie. I thought it was definitely going to be closer to what you said, where it's like the mercy rule. Well, no, not you said mercy rule. All I said was that it's football on the cover. I didn't guess because I knew it was football. And then you said, oh, like the mercy rule. I was like, yeah, so that was your guess as well. I thought it was going to relate to football. I took it as far away from that as I could, and I still somehow was near the slaughtering of animals in this film. I think that's once again kind of not like a shortcoming necessarily of the movie, but to say that like the most obvious, like if you have the slaughter rule, the mercy rule, whatever... Like, oh, what's another what's another thing that we could do for the slaughter rule? Oh, slaughtering animals. But it's not even that. Or, like, just like the yeah. mercy rule is also kind of like it, if that was the title, it's the same thing. Like, oh, he's giving mercy to this animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels it's low. It feels low the nose. creative. Like it's, it's sort of like <laughs> it's a, a low weak, budget. It's a weak it's, pun of a title. Yeah, it's a low budget title. I agree. Joe, the next movie we're doing is The Believer, which is the last Gosling movie I've seen. There's only I think two more movies Did after you find The Believer, it? and we found it somewhere. It's on Amazon Prime. Perfect. What do you think a movie called The Believer is about? D have you seen it? Yes. You didn't see Remember the Titans? Isn't that Oh, next no, I have seen that too. Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, no, Isn't I've seen Remember that. Remember the Night? Yes. I've seen the next two. So after Remember the Titans, there's The Unbelievables, which I thought we could find, we cannot find. I'm okay. bummed about that because that was written and directed by the guy who created Bill and Ted. Then we have yes. Young Hercules. Then we have Breaker High. Those are both TV series. Yep. Then we have Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, which we found on IMDb's streaming service. Um, yes. And then there's a bunch of early stuff that we can do, sort of clip show-ish stuff. The Believer. What is The Believer about? You know what? It's an easy guess. And what was the movie before Midsummer? the other movie that the guy made? Hereditary. Okay. The movie is just Hereditary, and Hereditary was a remake of that movie. Okay. So what's the most least boyfriend material moment? The least boyfriend material moment is running a sex cult because he has sex with multiple women. Okay. The most boyfriend material moment is going to be um most boyfriend material moment's gonna be that he buys them ice cream once. Okay. He like takes him to Dairy Queen. It's gonna be like a nice Dairy Queen moment. He is Pyman. Pi Pi Pyman, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I knew that there was zero chance that you were gonna remember this, but I had told you all along there was a movie where Ryan Gosling played a neo Nazi. That is the believer. A movie in which Ryan Gosling plays a mm. neo Nazi. So will he take those women to Dairy Queen? We will find out next week. I think that I'm still gonna be right. I guess it could be a remake of her or a pre-make of Hereditary. We will find out. But Joe, let us nominate this for some awards. I'm going to say okay. best film, worst film, no. Most disappointing, I will say no. Best Gosling role, I will say no. Worst Gosling role, no. Most or least boyfriend material caliber role, again, sort nah, of down the middle. Neither. Most fun, no. 
Best song, though, yes. Renegade Pride. Renegade Pride. Best soundtrack score, no. No. Although I did like it. It was kind of like honky-tonky a little bit. So. Well, I did like him drunkenly singing cowboy songs, how by Western Same. songs to the moon. That was nice. Same. Best cinematography, even though that was praised before. I think we've had a lot of other movies no. that he's been in that has looked a lot prettier than this. Agreed. Best costumes? Do you want to nominate this for costumes or no? Because I feel like the, no, the jersey's not... cool, but I think we, the Titans, we'll see Titans. Yeah. Exactly. Best or worst hair? Again, kind of down the middle. Agreed. Best or worst love story? There isn't really one to write home about. Best scream? Yes. Which one? Firmly yes. Either the howl or the the wood chopping one. I'll just say uh, howling. I like the howling. Best Gosling cry. Does he cry in this movie? I feel like he should, but I don't know if he does. I don't think he does. Not that I remember. Best punch in the face. We're going to say need, need in the news. Yeah. Definitely. He does not play an instrument, sadly. He does not kill anybody. He doesn't no. really have a job. He's just a football kid. Best yeah. dancing scene. I'll say uh, country western dancing with Yes. Football. Very much so. I agree. Like That's I was trying to figure out how to describe scene. that. It's not line dancing. It's not square dancing. It's just sort of like honky tonk country western dancing. I, I think they consider that. I don't know. I saw it in Texas when I was just there last time in Dallas. Like, I saw people doing the same thing. Gotcha. Just, like, in a group, but it wasn't really line dancing, and it wasn't really square dancing either. You're right. I don't know what the actual name is of it. Best death? No. Best non-Gaz role, male or female? I'm going to say best as David Morse. Fair. I'll take it. So, Joe, we have five nominees. Best song, best scream, best punch in the face, best dancing scene, and best non-Gaz role, male. So I hope that scratched your itch of nominations for The Slaughter Rule. It did. A movie did. I will never think about again. Yeah, I'll think about it for a little bit more. I'll probably forget about it eventually, but I'll think about it. I won't watch it again anytime soon, but I'll definitely think about it. Well, if you want to talk about watching things again soon, every other Tuesday <laughs> on the Cage Flip Podcast Network, wherever you find this podcast, we watch the Fast and Furious movies on repeat, too fast, too on forever. Repeat. We are currently in lap we're just about, so this can come out 9.26, we're just about to start, we're right around the cusp of lap five, so we're going to start our fifth time okay. through all the movies. Okay. So every other Tuesday over there, we talk about the Fast and Furious movies, we also have a Ryan Goss, our, we also have a Channing Tatum podcast and a Zach Efron podcast here and there, sprinkled out throughout next week, The Believer, here on Boyfriend Material, but for all things, all of those podcasts, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram, email us boyfriend material at cageclub.me. We haven't said it in a while. We're recording these all really close together. So if you do email in, we'll probably read it on the award show. I think that, that sort of makes sense. Give people yeah, a long time, a long runway, world's longest runway, to email Ooh. us. We can talk about it all on the award show at the end, the final episode. After you vote, you all, dear listeners, whoever's out there, vote on the best and worst Ryan Gosling moments that we've been nominating all show long. But come back next week for The Believer. And we've got, I think, eight more episodes after this. We've got a handful of movies, a couple TV series, and a couple fun things at the end. Go do that thing. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. We'll see you next week for The Believer, right here on Boyfriend Material.